Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to today's podcast. Today we have Mr. Amartya Acharya with us and a very, very special guest joining, Ahindrala Goswami, who's, I should probably say that she should introduce herself, but I'll give you like the basic sort of information that I dug up from LinkedIn, <laughs> which is that she's uh, studied. Uh, we needed MA. to dig her sheet up at this point. Can you imagine how much sheet is actually inside? <laughs> we needed That's to dig. <laughs> on the internet on I mean, LinkedIn. I mean, I mean yeah. it, it it only it only makes sense that we we bring shit right into this conversation at the start of it. But yeah. <laughs> hey, at the very least, it did not start with the F word. You should call that restraint. We can keep it explicit. Use it, use it all you want. That's fine. Yeah, uh, is off. Can, can can keep it. Uh, not necessary. Anyways, she's a Emmy in English, and now she this is like a reworks analyst at pepper content correct me if i'm wrong ahindrala and she's yeah it's right okay perfect and then she's uh in terms of films and film essays she is mostly linked with high on films and she's one of the both... one of the best writers there by the way just if I, yeah, she's never wow. going to admit it but it's true she's yeah, never like... going to admit it <laughs> okay uh i think she... okay yeah sorry so I have only read two pieces and both of them were lovely. One of them was on Badai Do and the other one was on Great Freedom. Both Amartya has forwarded to me. Both are lovely pieces. I'm going to link them in the description later. All that will come later. Anyways, Ahindrala, uh, go ahead. Tell tell us more about yourself. Maybe whatever I've not filled in the gaps about. And like how, how I'm most interested about how you got into films from uh, like the English major and everything. Films are like, so I've, I've been studying films uh, ever since my graduation. Um, it, it was something very new to me back when I started my undergraduation because I, I really did not grow up on films. I grew mm-hmm. up on a lot of reading and a lot of, lot of literature, actually. Mm-hmm. And then it was only during my undergraduate days that uh, I was introduced to movies per se and, mm-hmm. and the first first TV show that I was given to watch was Breaking Bad. So, <laughs> yeah, so... Yeah. So everything that goes is, downhill from there. Yep. Yes. <laughs> I mean, you also have the wire. So. Yeah. Okay. Go ahead. So, go ahead, so yeah, that happened. Uh, yeah. And then I think I had to study a lot of uh, things about pop culture in general during my MA days. Mm-hmm. And it, it was it was such a holistic syllabus, and and mm. it, we we had to study a lot of pop culture for all our for all our papers mostly. And mm. um, yeah, film was one of them. And then I think the pandemic happened, and I was at home, and I did not have anything to do apart from reading books. So mm. I started watching films. And one of the best things about studying literature is that you have a lot of theory at your disposal and you always want to uh, use that theory at some sort of text that is available. So mm-hmm. cinema became the new text for me. Cool. And um, so I was basically reading films and uh, it made me curious. It made me want to write. So I started mm-hmm. writing and I knew I knew a friend of mine who was writing for High on Films and okay. I pitched my essay and they loved it. And then mm-hmm. they asked me to write and the rest is history. Okay. Can I ask you what essay that was? Yeah, it was an essay on uh, Ashok Ganguly from the namesake, okay. Chumpalahiri's namesake. It, it yeah. is, it really is one of my most favorite novels, something mm-hmm. that I've read and read over the years. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I I loved that piece and I, I really, really look forward to the Lumira uh, Nair adaptation of it every time I happen to watch it and I do watch it a lot. So, oh. <laughs> so yeah. that... 
So I really, really liked it. And yeah. then I ended up comparing both the characters as presented in the film and in the book. So that mm-hmm. was my first essay for him. Yeah. Got it. That's a, I mean, I mean, I would see as someone who's a horrible reader, uh, I would, that would be like an impossible task for me. But uh, I'm generally very curious about like film adaptations or like film adaptations from novels and all that. So next time. We will we will specifically do something hopefully on 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 that. But it's, uh, it's the decision makings, right? On film adaptation, what are the decisions? So all the makers always do. Those are those are the very interesting choices. Mm-hmm. Her essay also yeah, means that up there are a lot of other things. Yeah, but, I know, yeah. but your essay specifically talks about that, right? The, the Ashok Ganguly difference between the novel and the film. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. I mean, I it's it's only after I reread. I I remember picking up the book during the pandemic, and then I read the entire book, and I went back to the film immediately afterwards because it was streaming on Disney Plus Hotstar. And uh, after I watched it, right after I'd read it, I realized that there were major differences, but how it actually really ended up complementing it, and which is which is what is fine about adaptations, right? It's mm-hmm. it's the same thing that I felt with the Call Me by Your Name. The, the film is like a perfect complementary. It's, it's like a condiment to the novel and mm-hmm. vice versa. So that's yeah. that's fantastic. Yeah. I mean, considering how much like gets, I mean, this is not an adaptations episode, but I'm just going to finish this thought off and then we'll, <laughs> yeah. go, we'll move, for, move forward. But like, uh, it's interesting how, because now everything is, that's the shorthand, right? Because like, how many ever like so much content is needed that you have to adapt you have books. to get back like, to basically stuff, the yeah. which to me as someone who's very interested in like i'm being the purest film film person here i'm like i would not mind if we have like more original scripts etc etc but like whatever like i i i know we'll have an episode sometime that'll come out and we interviewed uh, a person who actually sells copyrights for books to film producers so like it's a it's a link that's very between interesting it. yeah yeah it's a we'll we'll get that episode out very soon uh so yeah that's a very interesting industry uh and all that but today anyways our discussion <laughs> uh is is a topic that i have honestly wanted to cover for the longest time but i have been very i have refrained from initiating it and putting it out because um I feel it's not correct for me to j- talk about it in isolation oh, with two or three other uh, m- men. Men. <laughs> so, the FII topic... that Alex Garland movie is not that great, but in continue. About that later, yes. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but our discussion today primarily focuses on the male gaze and the female gaze in two films. These two films, Ahindrala mentioned one <clears> she wrote <throat> an essay on is uh, Mira Nair's 2006-2007 at least. Uh, yeah, the namesake. And uh, the other one is Shuri Sarkar's and Min- co-writer, very Juhi important, Juhi Chaturvedi's Piku, which released in 2015. So yes. basically what we want to do is talk about aspects of these films that sort of get at something which maybe, and this is me speaking, I will get to both of you, like, if you feel a similar way about how these films use male gaze and female gaze, but like, <clears throat> in general about how these films, I think, buck a trend that, uh, towards like what generally mainstream cinema does, generally, uh, about the, about how it ex- 
uses or exploits the male gaze slash female gaze. So, but before any of that, kind of want to lay like a context or like lay a basis on which we are going to use these terms because I think that's very important and like I think Twitter language and whatever social media language can ascribe different meanings to these things at different points in time. So I think it's very important to like clarify what what these terms actually mean. I think one of the things that I read as sort of prep for this was Laura Malvi's uh, incredibly challenging <laughs> film theory essay, <laughs> visual pleasure and narrative cinema. Uh, it's film theory, so it's, I think, anyways, fairly challenging and fairly brain-melting. But, like, uh, in this context, it was important, I think. And I think she gets at, uh, Hindrila mentioned it very uh, in, in our discussion before also, that it gets at its central ideas a lot more in its final sort of portion. Uh, and if she wants to expand on it, I think she can go ahead. <clears throat> I will not ditch you alone. I will also contribute, don't worry. <laughs> I yes, I mean, yes, you better not ditch me. Yes, yes. I'm the guard dog here. I'm listening. <laughs> <laughs> no, so, uh, so what I really liked about uh, Malve's essay is that uh, it it's very it just sounds and reads so complicated. My mm. God, uh, it, it took a lot of time to decode that. But yeah. uh, so, what I think Malve basically gets at is that. Um, I mean, she looks at uh, Hollywood cinema, particularly. She looks yep. at Hitchcock's cinema and, and everything. So yep. uh, she basically brings into the conversation Freud and Laka, but those are psychoanalysts. We are not going to discuss, not going to discuss, discuss that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, uh, we, we, I can, and, sorry, and she, sorry, sorry to interrupt. I can link mm-hmm. though that film theory essay if any one of our listeners <laughs> yes, is interested <laughs> in getting Not, them, not recommended though, just I mean, if you're not no, into it like hard, it's recommended, Amartya, especially for a Vertigo fan. It's a great analysis of Vertigo, I think, like whatever she does with that film. Uh, but uh, anyway, not a Vertigo <clears> fan, <throat> but what really not that much of a fan. I like the movie fine. But okay, Ahindra, you can continue before I explode, uh, Amartya, about this. But, <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> no, yeah. so so uh, Malvi talks about something which, which I found really interesting she she mm-hmm. goes on to talk about how uh, there are two ways in which hollywood films tend to portray pleasure in cinema cinema yeah <clears throat> number one being objectification of the image on the screen yeah. which um, which is a certain i mean there's there's generates a certain kind of pleasure in looking at the particular object that is yeah. there in front of us on the screen yeah. and uh, the second is the identification with this objectified image, yeah. which tends to create this entire uh, sense of pleasure, which binds an audience to the character that yeah. they are seeing on the screen, the protagonist yeah. that they are seeing on the screen. But Malvi goes on to discuss that both these processes are extremely gendered. Yeah. And uh, by gender, we certainly mean that <clears throat> sorry the uh, male is the active looker here and yeah. the female is the passive like the passive person she, in this exchange she's the where she's being thing. looked at yeah yeah object she's the looked at person yeah. Yeah. yeah she's the object and the man is ideally the person who's behind the camera so mm. 
she goes on to talk about how in our heteropatriarchal society i don't think she gets so much into the hetero part because that is where she's yeah. criticized about but yeah. <clears throat> but basically in the heteropatriarchal societal setup that we have around us women can only exist uh, in relation to the object a situation when a man mm-hmm. is behind the camera mm-hmm. so what hollywood cinema tended to do uh, in in the 50s and the 60s is that uh, it wanted to turn a woman into somebody who's suffering so that a man can mm-hmm. be saved <clears throat> and by fetishizing uh, fetishizing her to the extent uh, that you construct a female character visually which just becomes an item for the uh, audience to fetishize after yeah so then i mean then she gets into a discussion about a lot of films and everything yeah. but yeah i think i think uh, truth can pick up from here yes bit. yes no problem uh, so basically whatever actually andrea did a great job of Uh, uh, deconstructing a lot of stuff that's in this paper but i think my my major so that's basically is... the first two portions basically yes but i think oh, uh, wait the... that wait that was just the first two portions yeah i mean the se- yes, the second portion yes. is a lot it totally of begins oh, from holy, the third section holy shit <laughs> a lot of the second portion is about uh freud and lacan though, like, and and lacan yeah yeah, yeah of so course it is I mean, if anyone wants to read it, I mean, I won't recommend. But go ahead. Anyways, like that portion, that portion, I won't recommend. Uh, but my this the third section of the film uh, of the paper. I think focuses uh, mainly on like deconstructing the elements through which the cinema does this, or like films have done this, and this idea. I think idea of sexual objectification of the woman on screen is, I think, very central to it, and how. this sort of the uh, i'm quoting this directly where it says the woman on screen becomes like an erotic object for the people on the screen and in the auditorium so in a way she is assuming that the spectator like the person who's watching and the person who i think that's also kind of a limitation of the people that she thinks that the spectator is very static like i i think they always think that the spectator has no like like they always project them as like some fixed person or whatever but the main point i think here is very much her like talking about different forms like film noir and hitchcock especially i think these two are like the touchstones where she talks about how this male gaze what this does is like either the idea so in 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 her view the idea of preserving the male gaze is by treating the woman as a sex, as an object of sexual desire that yeah. exists solely as spectacle and if she tries to break away from that she is either punished from punished by demystifying her character <clears throat> this happens generally in like film noir like she's ma- made to be like this she's punished basically by taking away all her complexity in, in a way or she's become or she's made into this fetish object which is like the female star uh, who's like almost on un- again an ideal versus anything that's like complicated i think again she doesn't in herself the heroine has no importance is kind of the another sort of i mean so yeah so but basically to interject here so yeah. what malvi is trying to do is that she's trying to talk about two main aspects which is basically one the entire fetishization aspect and two mm-hmm. is the agency the yeah. agency that the woman goes on to command in the scope of the film yeah i think just to like clarify it more i think we'll what we'll do is we'll probably try use like extreme examples of how 
this <clears throat> has been the case like extreme examples uh, i'm just going to throw it to you guys anamarte also uh, that uh, what are sort of extreme examples of this like ma- the extreme example of male gaze in film like is there a thing that stands out i mean there's lots to me there's lots <laughs> but yeah like like ones that come straight to your mind like what do you think like encapsulates this idea that i think malvi is getting at firstly the question is when did this paper come out i think it's 70s from what i know at least because i, think... I 60s or 70s because after that there's a lot of contest, contestations to this paper by the way it's not it's firstly the most cited I think one of the most cited papers 1975 yeah yeah because yeah because uh, just to clarify i think and again yeah, i think uh, she hasn't seen any ida lupino movies i genuinely mm. don't think so because ida lupino was the first woman to direct a film noir I'll I'll uh, correct I'll not correct you, but I'll say that she specifically assumes that she is going to deconstruct the male uh, gaze in this versus focus on female spectatorship. I think at least that's one of the yeah. But then again, that. yeah. But then again, if she's considering that the film noir aspect of the genre is basically a male person's point of view into the you know evils of the society and everything, and yeah. a woman is being fetishized in that. considering the fact that ida lupino directed the film noir that already is kind of you know becoming a counterpoint ah, i can understand I... i can understand that it was not but the no, norm but see i can understand no, yeah exactly amorto yeah that's that's the point of you know when you're when you're writing i mean of course you know this who am i to explain this but <laughs> yeah <laughs> but i was like okay that, yeah exactly so the whole, <laughs> the whole point is that uh, there there are anomalies of course i mean yeah. if there are no exceptions there to there like the rule generally doesn't tend to exist right so there are exceptions to the rule yeah. this is what was happening the norm No, no, that, no, no. Yeah. That's absolutely true. And then hmm. she, she kind of took inspiration from Hitchcock, which, mind you, is one of the better inspirations you could take. Just to, you know, I mean, it's. A, I think it's a great example. It's a great though, like, example, show, honestly. Show, yeah. Yeah. Like, I mean, I mean, that's. <laughs> I think her paper and along that time is where Hitchcock started to get reappraised a lot, at least as yeah, an yeah, author and as one of those people who didn't I just mean, make. I mean, let's. I mean, let's be. Let's be perfectly clear. <laughs> all right. Uh, Rear Window, one of my favorite movies of Hitchcock. Yeah, one of my favorite movies of Hitchcock. I don't think, I think Grace Kelly's character really is loving herself with Jimmy Stewart's character. To be very honest mm-hmm. with you, Jimmy Stewart's character is literally one of the most obnoxious pieces of shit we ever we have ever seen. He's the spectator, like he's us. Right? Yeah, he's us, and we are <laughs> obnoxious pieces of shit. I get it; it's completely yeah. fine. My <laughs> point is that. she is the much more capable person in that entire relationship half of the mm. time if you see what the mystery actually becomes and actually how it resolves none of it mm. would have been possible without the team two women in that two women in that entire frame mm. so i can understand the greatness of each contrast i can mm. i get it but it's like if you reframe that movie from a female gaze that would have been far more interesting Yeah. I mean, you, but they didn't. I mean, they I think didn't. With, with, which is with, just no. But with Hitchcock, I think what what at least Malvi was arguing or is arguing is that he his films deconstruct <clears throat> the male gaze because they make the audience aware. Yeah, but they are they are, they are watching. Uh, like he, even Rear Window does, I think. Yeah, because, but uh, I think Vertigo is the biggest example you can. Yes. Do. Yes. Yeah, the movie you don't love. I don't love it. I, that yeah. doesn't mean that I don't like it. it I mean, still. Yeah. I, 
it's so, not my favorite it's a beautiful paragraph i think there's a beautiful paragraph from the malvi essay that i can quote here mm-hmm. it's it's i think it explains the whole thing very succinctly mm-hmm. so um there's this paragraph that says in a world ordered by sexual imbalance pleasure in looking has been split between active or male and passive or female the determining male gaze projects its fantasy onto the female form which is styled accordingly in their traditional exhibitionist role women are simultaneously looked at and displayed mm-hmm. with their appearance coded for strong visual and erotic impact so that they can be said to connote to be looked at to be looked at ness so mm-hmm. the woman then is demonstrated as a sexual object which mm-hmm. then and uh, transforms into an erotic spectacle mm-hmm. for the audience to gaze at yeah mm-hmm. yeah. yeah i think so again i like in terms of examples uh, like it's like an endless Michael Bay. Yes, that is there. But male even case, in male case one oh one, that's not something to be excited or proud of. Like honestly, no, no, of course a, not. Of course not. A, I'm just, I'm just rubbing my hands because I want to eviscerate that entire guy's filmography. But anyway, that's neither here nor there. <laughs> you get that. Like, he, he is there. But I, I think in like uh, Indian context, I think I've read a couple of essays which. go to reclaim the item song as a powerful tool in in cinema to emphasize femininity i have read i have a fantastic But, okay. example for this which ahindinay is going to speak out if i tell her this right now yeah oh my god speak pushpa. it out already pushpa what the pushpa song, has a female the song the song the song, song. who antava who antava that samantha that samantha song If we actually read the lyrics, it is like deconstructing the entire concept of the item song. If you actually yeah, but the there's lyrics. a there's a very beautiful article on feminism in India about uh, how the song is yeah basically hypocrite. Yeah, but, <laughs> but yeah, yeah, but I, then I yeah, but then if you but then if you see the film on which it is actually placed in, <laughs> that hypocrisy yeah. cancels itself out, which is like wow, man. That's <laughs> kind of the weird point. I think I remember I watched three once, right? And three is a very like I I think it's fairly I enjoyed it when I watched it at least, but like it has a item song that happens in the middle somewhere, and yeah, they are yeah. introduced. Yes, yes. Right the woman is literally Beauty introduced. Play. close up of like the posterior and like going up i was like in this movie you are using of all this mo- of all movies of all <laughs> movies which are in a movie which uh, promotes or like uh, is for female empowerment and everything like that like you are doing that item song like i mean that at least was the i know ahindrala like i think looked thinking that stree is not about female <laughs> empowerment so i noticed that you can get 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 on to it and better my case <laughs> But, sorry, uh, sorry. My my expressions are too out there. <laughs> no, no, that's the point. It's it's it, no, it's fine. Like I think you should like if you don't agree, you should go ahead and say that. I think that's a healthy thing to do, actually. Uh, but uh, but yeah, like other examples, if you have any, like just to like, what do you think? Like I've got for, I've got another example which I think should be kind of obvious, knowing it's me. So of course I'm going to bring this up, but it's like. Mm-hmm. the current populist entertainment is superhero movies right <laughs> so if you think about this for a second uh, the first wonder woman mm-hmm. that was directed by patty jenkins yeah if you look at it from patty jenkins perspective and how she actually shoots wonder woman not wonder woman 84 by the way that movie is crap i'm talking about the first wonder woman okay yeah if she 
how she shoots how she captures you know diana her vulnerability the entire amazon island and everything that mm. is very different from how zack snyder's justice league or joss whedon's cut out version of justice league shows joss whedon's version is ex- especially galling because mm. that completely sexualizes the amazons which the original wonder woman movie did not do got it Okay. for any normal person who doesn't understand the male versus female gaze if you want I mean, to take normal a, people should understand I yeah but they don't right yeah but they don't right yeah they actually don't <laughs> so that's the thing if you really want to get at what what people are going for if you want a good populist example i think wonder woman is a good one because cool. and from that regard if you can extrapolate what a male versus female gaze could be i would say that male gaze is very how do i say this a uh, simplistic hmm. aggressive hmm. kind of you know it's like yeah i think we were talking about this right that it's always a damsel in distress kind of a scenario most of the time if you look at hmm. it how they're viewing it yeah yeah i mean again can't i i'm trying to see i am one of the persons who would like to believe that uh the other gender can can take out other meanings like i mean yeah. they can make a film about uh the other gender and and make it i mean i would assume I that's what i longest, would want i mean that, the longest uh, episode in this entire podcast format was with uh in this entire podcast was me and me you and sanjeev talking about a franchise called james bond which is like the epitome of marriages yeah exactly but i would uh, i would want the i would not say i'm i'm turning myself in circles i'm just saying basically that i would not discount the fact that or at least i would want to not discount the fact that a man or a woman can bring very different perspectives if they're making a film about the opposite gender that could be illuminating to everyone like i would want that yeah, to be are, the case yeah there are examples of that absolutely but that's not the norm <laughs> no it the isn't it isn't but i would like to believe that that is like possible i've seen suppose films by other female filmmakers on male subjectivity that i think are very revealing are very uh are very introspective in a way which i think is very uh they bring a different sort of sensitivity i think which i think a yeah. lot of uh m- like male filmmakers haven't been i think like something like uh, if you compare something like taxi driver the martin mm-hmm. scorsese film to something like you were never really here from lin ramsey i think those are two very different very different movies yeah films about similar about... subject matter i think so so kind of like that but or let's, go, or let's bring it back to or let's bring it back to india also all the men in zoya actors movies are very different are they yeah I mean, dil dhar rakhne do, dil dhar rakhne do. If you take it in that context. I mean, I yeah. I mean, we, we Zoe Akhtar is a different uh, case. I think we can uh, talk about her. Okay, let's go to Gully Boy then. I mean, Gully Boy. I think at least Ranveer Singh's character Murad is pretty. You know, hmm. At the very least, he's not entirely the most conventional of all the male protagonists you usually see, hmm. and that's sure. directed by a female director. I hmm. mean, if you are going to take a very normal example of all this. that's one example you can take mahendra go ahead you've been quiet and we've been chattering <laughs> no, 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 about I'm, I'm, yeah i'm listening no no it's it's fine it's fine i, th- yeah. I think so what we kind of still boil it down to is that mm. we would love it if there were no differences in how say a male filmmaker 
looks at the subject on screen and how a female filmmaker looks at uh, the subject. I'll just screen. want to uh, clarify. So basically what I was getting at was that they can bring their own different sensibilities to uh there right. to a subject right. subject yeah, to yeah. a subject about different gender like i would like to believe that they right. can do that yeah 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 so so a little, little fun fact i mean i think i was researching and then hmm. i came upon this that one of the criticism about the female gaze is hmm. actually that uh, a lot of filmmakers and uh, like a lot of critics came up and said that in in the pursuit of the female gaze a lot mm. of female filmmakers have gone out there and portrayed i mean and sexualized the male body mm. which was then something that they were not supposed to do they were just supposed to like they were not supposed to turn themselves into like just an anti version of the yeah, yeah. <laughs> but that is what they ended up doing they is this uh, the male body is this like the vire the wedding item song on men <laughs> that's the first no. example that comes to my mind wow then, man this is, wow so, so, no, no, so, so no no this this theory came up uh, this this entire conversation came up with a 2000s ka uh, chick flicks okay so oh. that is that is that is when this entire conversation came up and i think no. by the end of uh, the 2000s like when when mm. nearing the 2010 uh, more and more uh, chick flicks started coming up where the male body was being sexualized women mm. were gazing at men lustfully and that is what they were i mean that's what they were showing is it's it's also mm. mentioned in the farah khan article that i shared with that's, you right uh, how yeah. how the male body how the male yeah. body is being gazed at yeah so that that sexualization is basically something that a lot of critics have mm. um like gone out there and complained against about mm. the female gaze also so mm-hmm. we would love the gaze to bring its spring with its own sensibility but then not every gaze is sensible yeah no i agree i totally agree with I that i need a t-shirt of that t-shirt <laughs> i need a t-shirt of that we would love to bring the sensibility <laughs> but not every gaze is sensible lovely i need a t-shirt of that <laughs> okay so rather than like lingering on like uh different examples and theory and other things i think we'll move on to our films because i think those will probably explain what we're talking about even better hopefully and I talk hope. about two two films <laughs> yeah, i think we we both we all of all three of us love in some capacity i would hope i'm oh, guessing yeah. i can get shaking can i get shaking heads or like yes or so am i just going to be left in suspense no 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 you don't have to be left in suspense i am just i know amartya likes bit. it i am yeah. just a tad bit no, I... hesitant about yeah. explaining something but okay Okay. Uh, yeah. I I personally love the, the films that we are okay. going to talk about today. Okay. So I love them absolutely. There's, there's no bashing happening today. Then. <laughs> oh no! No no no! Oh, no, no we no. don't yeah. know that yet. We don't this know is, that yet. This no. is one I of mean, those. Yeah. This is one of those times, Dhruvs, when you and I are both more or less in the same camp. You know. We've been more in the more or less. We have been more in the same camp sometimes also. Which is like not you. fun. Which is not fun. Sure. I mean, I like agreement, Amartya. I'm, I'm, I don't want that it, much conflict. Wow, for a contrarian, that is completely contrarian. I'm not a contrarian, but okay, contrarian, but okay. First movie, uh, we are going to discuss is Pico. Hey, Pico. Hey. 
अरे फ्लैश में पानी नहीं है सेमी लिक्विड मोशन फर्स्ट देन टू डेज ऑफ गैस एंड कॉन्स्टिपेशन वॉट शुड आई डू ये कोई मैसेज होता है देने के लिए ऑफिस में There's no plot as such, except for I was found it on like uh, whatever had been written on IMDb. The one-liner is a taxi driver is caught between a dysfunctional relationship between a woman and a father as he drives them to Kolkata. Which is a strange plot synopsis because it kind of centers Irfan Khan as the main character of the film, uh, which he isn't, yeah. but he plays a he plays a bigger part than I actually thought he did. Like I think he's quite he's there a fair bit in the film, but which uh, is which is interesting because that plot doesn't take in until the third until the exactly <laughs> also also is it a dysfunctional relationship i mean dysfunctionality i wish i wish it was huge context i wish it was dysfunctional it is it's way too relatable if that is dysfunctional <laughs> then everybody of us are in a dysfunctional that, relationship that's, that's the sorry. thing I, i i guess that everything everyone's relationship is in some way or the other dysfunctional right anyways Go ahead. What do you guys think about it? First thoughts. How many times have you watched it? That's the other question. I think. Ladies first. Let's go. <laughs> Ladies first. Oh wow! Token can... representation one. <laughs> oh one. Ah. Uh, Why so... do you think we brought you in? Anyway, continue. Oh, <laughs> oh, right. Of course. Major. <laughs> you can tell here. me if you want to cut it out. I can cut this out. <laughs> I'm already asking uh, you. <laughs> you not cut this out. <laughs> Okay. If people don't get the Very joke, nice. you people are idiots. Let's move on. <laughs> okay. Oh, wow. Okay then. Um, no, I I think I've watched Pico. This was the this was the third time I watched Pico. Mm-hmm. The last two times I watched Pico. The the first time I watched Pico was when it was released, and mm-hmm. then I watched it again back in twenty eighteen, uh, mm-hmm. February of twenty eighteen. Very mm. weird date, remember? But uh, <laughs> and then I watched it like today morning again. Okay. So. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, I, I think it's it, it's a film that hits me on a personal level, mm-hmm. uh, which is why I just couldn't like read read and analyze the film per mm-hmm. se. But uh, it it was very interesting for me specifically because um, I like I like how Deepika Padukone is introduced in this film. It's just straight away right there in the middle of chaos. It's yeah. Mac Dan. There is nothing introduction or anything about it. It's just you yeah. are in. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, there is there is that slight moment where she's she's putting on the bindi and, and like getting dressed, but that that getting dressed is not focused upon, which is nice because generally we tend to, I mean, we tend to romanticize the idea of a woman dressing up. Hmm. which is not done here which is fantastic there is one is one that... instance i think when it's done but i think yes. it's it's not a it's not even a moment of like female representation in that sense i think it's more like a is that advert the jewelry, is that yeah. the jewelry bit yeah yeah it's more like I, an advert i have a, jewelry, I have a different I, i have a different perspective on it anyway. <laughs> yeah no but but then that kind of get re- gets repeated so hmm. uh, that that's something i noticed that you know dipika padukone dressing up is is repeated in a way mm-hmm. in uh, in the film which is yeah. 
yeah jewelry mm-hmm. promotion but <laughs> but uh, i i like how you know you do not you do not exactly focus on her like dressing dressing up when there yeah. are so many things happening around there she's just right there bang on in the middle of action and mm. she is angry and she's having a heated conversation yeah. perpetual anger <laughs> yeah. Yeah. love it love yeah. it she's moody yes. and i love it yeah. <laughs> she's perpetually angry that frown is always there yeah. <laughs> she's like yep That's no, but that's brilliant. great. No, she like just, I think exactly. Yeah, yeah. You know? that tracks yeah, completely. You know? <laughs> no, no, go yeah, ahead. Yeah, she just she just has that. She has that. Uh, I mean, she has that agency where she can mm. uh, walk straight out while her father is still calling after her. Mm. She can just just leave the house. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. <laughs> yeah. Here we have a woman who has agency. Yeah. No, I mean it's so interesting. Also, that uh, like I don't know, I, I didn't clog this, but I'm pretty sure we hear her shouting before we see her dressing up. Like, I, like do we hear her voice before we see her? I think so. Like, yeah, I think so. I think so. Also, like they're yeah, arguing yeah, yeah. first. You hear the argument, and then you see her. So in any in many cases, the whole part of her dressing is coming secondary. In any case, to the whole. argumentative side of things that's going on can, at that moment i can just but... imagine the screenplay being written <clears throat> screenplay being written woman shouting with her father her father <laughs> shouting back her father shouting back we are smack dab in the middle she's ready she's rushing about no yeah. time to waste no, so, that's literally so, what the screenplay so, was written so the funny part is the funny part is i mean now that i'm talking about it it comes mm. to me that we actually see the same thing in um, meera nair's the name sake mm-hmm. because we we hear the background music which then turns out to be tabu's voice singing mm-hmm. the song mm-hmm. and only then do we see her fingers because she's yeah. performing the music uh, yeah. on her sitar yeah. and then we get a view of her and mm-hmm. the camera is not zooming into her face it's zooming out mm-hmm. which is a brilliant shot because mm-hmm. you are not focusing on how the woman looks but you are kind of zooming You're focusing on what the woman does the entire no on the entire ambience also mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. it's not yeah. her that we are focusing on particularly mm-hmm. it's the entire ambience that she creates yeah. with her skill mm-hmm. so and that's that's that's, what, that's beautifully done that's yeah. why the shot is wide right because mm-hmm. she's playing the sitar yes. and it's like the shot is wide everybody's looking yeah. while she's doing it yeah. Back to Piku though. I'm <laughs> just yeah. keep yes, us on yes, track. Yes, yes, sorry, sorry, the, sorry for the digression. No, 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 no problem. It's yeah. a great comparison to draw. To be honest, I'm just that's our yeah. specialty digressions. The fact that we haven't digressed much is <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> Go ahead, Amartya. What do you think? You were you rated it lower than I expected you to. I mean, not that ratings matter. We've discussed this, but like still. Yeah, uh, you rated Chase of the Wind three and a half. But let's not talk about ratings here. Yeah, let's not <laughs> oh, do, wow. remove the rating game. Like I mean, yeah, we yeah. should anyway. But it's a yeah. Uh, what do I think? They are both five on my list, guys. I I don't know. <laughs> I mean, what I, a critic we have here. <laughs> well, both of them are great I, movies. Who, who I which critic? <laughs> both of them are great movies. I yeah, mean, yeah, of course they are. Of course. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> uh, it's like yeah. I think the comedy aspect of it that was the thing that was first sold to us, right? This is like a family mm. comedy with some extremely fantastic jokes and everything, and for the most part, the jokes are great. Mm. Yeah, that's the that's the weird thing, you know. I was rewatching it, and I've not laughed in a Hindi film like this for a while. Yeah. Like I was like, this is genuinely funny. Uh, uh, this is genuinely funny because here's the thing: I think humor should be 
humor should be taken as an aggregate of a lot of things a situation a delivery and inflection mm. a lot of things matter in a humor in yeah. delivering humor otherwise if you if you like sidestep any one of them humor doesn't work mm. as we have seen in many movies this past oh, couple of days let's not get those, let's not yeah. go there you yeah. get my point but yeah. it's like and if you think but the humor is a complement to the entire slice of life thing mm. because slice of life itself is very broad right and people yeah. shows that this is an adult this is an adult woman living in a city who has a lot of juggling to do and she's doing that very effectively mm-hmm. the result of it is not the hollywood or the bollywood type that this is a strong independent woman who is like you know always pit and pat always with a smile and everything piku is not that she is she dresses up she looks good her face is always frowning mm. that is that is such a nice touch mm. <clears throat> like because you, of, you, you, yeah, you humanize is, them right like i mean you humanize them. a character like that by... yeah because because imagine for a second if you are in that house which is like a high end pressure cooker It's yeah. pretty. It's pretty hard to maintain your temper even in your professional setting. <laughs> I'm yeah. sorry. It's kind of yeah. true. Yeah. We have a person. I have who to be honest. We have a person who works in another profession. When you said pressure cooker and it's pretty hard to maintain, I kind of link like the whole constipation thing also came to. I know. Play here. So <laughs> I, yeah, sorry yeah, for yeah. my my oh my, my bad. Oh my god! Oh my god! That's how it works. Yes, that entire thing is a pressure cooker. Let's not go there. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, exactly. Yeah. Nay, but uh, I'm with you guys. Like I, I have a special affection. I think for this film. Like I, I, it, it flows for me so beautifully. And I think I've always had a problem with the film's editing a little bit. I think it's a bit like cut very quickly sometimes. I think it's a little too fade in and the fade out. No, no, just in general, that just... is also there. That is definitely there. You're <laughs> completely right. Sometimes yeah. that happens out of nowhere. I'm like, did they excise like a scene from here? Like, oh, they, that they, they didn't. Definitely... That they didn't. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but I, I just wanted a little bit more. But I think one of the things that you mentioned about uh, the camera not sticking on, uh, looking at her dressing. I think the editing speed kind of helps complement that also. Like it, it keeps on switching, so you don't have that. You know. either the fetishizing <laughs> or anything that that tends to generally happen when you're like looking at someone for the longest time and i think this goes back to the point where it becomes a lot about their relationship versus you know their the way they are looking more so than anything else I, is there a point i'm is there a point in the film where someone comments at someone who's dressing in a certain way or no i think there is but i'm i think there isn't also No, I don't. I don't think there is actually. No, I really. No, no. The, so. I think the woman comment on the woman dressing. The the woman comments uh, the uh, who who's the actress? Moshmi Chatterjee. Moshmi Chatterjee. Uh, yeah. Oh, the, the Moshi comments on Chobi the Mashi. yeah. Moshi yes. comments on Chobi Bashi's sense of dress and all. Yes. Think yes. That's the case. Yeah. 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 So, I I that, just took I just took it as one side of the family being completely oh, yeah, yeah, against yeah. other side of the family, which is so typically Bengali. I love no. it. <laughs> No. <laughs> no, I think I think there's one comment on dressing though, but that is uh, where Moshuni uh, Chatterjee Chatterjee played. So yeah. uh, like the ma- the no Chobi Mashi is there. basically yeah, Chobi Mashi is commenting on uh, uh, Amitabh Bachchan's yeah 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 dress, uh, sister-in-law, okay, okay. sister-in-law. That is there. 
yeah okay, so okay, got it. that so is so typically yeah, that is so yeah. typically yes. Bengali, right? <laughs> but I read, yeah, it's it's so sweet when he says that you know I'm I'm wearing the one that was gifted by my wife. <laughs> yes, yeah. gifted on my birthday by my wife. It yeah. was very sweet. Yeah, it's also hilarious. I don't think it's hilarious. I think it's very surprising that Amitabh Bachchan's character Bhaskar with hmm. an O, not an A. Uh, yeah. <laughs> let Let's respect the man's wishes, Bhaskar yeah. with an O. So the guy. He's one of the most irritating guys around. I can understand completely, mm. but he's also surprisingly one of the more progressive guys of that age. If you think about it, his character is fascinating. It's very fascinating, right? It's mm. those two traits are so mutually exclusive. You can't imagine how how they can be coherent and exist within the same person. But then again, mm. that's like humanity in a nutshell, right? Complex. I do think he's simultaneously progressive and regressive. And regressive, yeah. Yeah, because yep, yep, yep. he he uses a lot of the Western codes and all to actually bind Piku to herself, which uh, yeah. to himself. Sorry, which yeah. is a very fascinating touch. Where and this is the first time I've noticed him being this. You know, he does so many things in the film, which like, like he talks about how marriage is for low IQ people mm. and how <laughs> marriage is marriage is low IQ. Low, and you should only do it if you have like a purpose or something, right? And yeah. and then he uses that to criticize his wife and like uh, his deceased wife and like a lot of other things. I think he uses, but then at certain points he's like, and he uses the whole that his his daughter is not a virgin as a way to protect her from getting married. Like that's a very <laughs> like again very much using a lot of the progressive language to actually bind her in some ways, which is very fascinating from his character's point of view. But I think. We'll get to the namesake later, of course. But like, one of the things that I think this film does remarkably well is, uh, and I think we have a tendency in films, especially melodramatic ones. This isn't a melodramatic film, I think. Surprisingly, uh, it isn't. Sujit Sarkar and Juhi Chaturvedi, I don't think go towards melodrama. At least have left it since uh, Vicky Donor, and like I think those had, but not not these. I think Vicky Donor is the most commercially melodramatic movie, at least in the second half. The second half becomes very melodramatic. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. so yeah. So I think that uh, one of the things I think the film does really well is uh, balance or like have no sort of judgmental side to it when it comes to um, people, like people who are both traditional and kind of modern, which is I think a very Indian thing in general. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, it's, like it's gen- always the balancing end. It's always the balance. And I think people aren't criticized for that in this film. They're kind of accepted almost as who they are. And that makes them the most sort of human, I think, which is what I think this film feels like to me, at least. So I think. I mean, that's also a centrist perspective in a way, right? Because let's be clear. We are are normal people. What do you expect us to do? We can't just leave our tradition behind and just rush away to some place and just adapt a Western phenomenon. We can't do that. The The entire point of the namesake is that also, right? It's reconciliation yeah. of both halves of ourselves. Oh, I I think namesake is much more traditionalist. Yeah, than... it's much more traditionalist, but it's also about the reconciliation, right? Yeah, it's like yeah. accepting the both sides of us, both sides yeah. of us. While yeah. while namesake reckons with that, Piku is just stating it as fact. That's how it yeah. is. Yeah, yeah. No, and I this agree. is a there is no black and white here. That's how it is, and this is how somebody balances it. Hmm. Look at that person, see how that person does. It. Hmm. But and it's also interesting enough that Deepika Parukon's character—it's an evolution. I think I wrote it. I think that the her relationship with Ifan Khan's character is politely to be described as thorny in the beginning, 
नॉर्मल भी होते हैं लोग कुछ जिनको और भी चीजें करनी होती है टाइप ऑफ लाइक दैट सो आई I think that uh, element of uh, male gaze that can enter, I think is very well punctured <coughs> by a lot of yeah, uh, yeah. these elements. Like I think by the script mostly, and by even the direction. I think he's too. Uh, Shrid Sarkar is too like has a again that cutting speed, that editing, that chaos almost going on everywhere, having multiple perspectives and all that uh, consistently. I think that. But the transitions yeah. are very smooth, like because the chaotic mm. person, you won't, you won't actually see the chaos. You will feel the chaos maybe, but it's yeah. so smooth yeah. the transitions that it works. Yeah. What and, do you think, Ahindrala? Sorry, yeah. I mean to finish your finish your. No, no, I'm done. Okay. No, so so I. Uh, I mean, again, like I told you, I couldn't read the film or yeah. analyze it. Like I generally do because yeah. it it really touched me on a on a very personal level. So yeah. I I just couldn't. I mean, like mm. I can't think beyond the emotional side of the film, mm-hmm. which is which is why I'm a little biased about the film here. Yeah. And um, there's only one moment where I where I thought um, I, I I found I paused and I was like, okay, uh, might be a little problematic. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then again, not. Uh, so I I also understand which that is when the... they are in the car. Uh-huh. 
ഹർഷിംഗ്സ് that I'm, that i know because hmm. i'm relating it i'm relating with it but apart from that i know that you know she's she's doing it she's doing hmm. that to maintain the uh, to to maintain her own coherence there hmm. but it's only when irfan khan steps into the scene and hmm. actually almost comes at the rescue of the pick up other board that mm. the conversation stops because mm. there somewhere is an element at least i felt that mm. there somewhere is an element that you need that heavy handedness of a man to shut this man down Hmm. because the pickup other bond is a woman at the end hmm. of the day now the entire point of this exercise of looking at the male and the female gaze is that there are going to be extremes of course i mean yeah. uh, the the whole point of life is that we we dwell in the grays but there hmm. are both blacks and whites that we need to look at to understand where we are living so th- there's this there's this aspect of the film that i constantly found that um you know somehow in in some some places it it does seem like a man's world and piku mm. is living in it yep she has her own space in it she she carves out her own space in it mm. but uh, and and she does that willingly but mm. a lot of things that she does is also because she has a very um, symbiotic relationship with the men in her life in a good mm. way in a good yeah. way but in some places especially in this particular uh, driving scene where mm. irfan khan has to just come at her rescue is a mm. scene that i was like okay um, mm. fine but considering she is the one who is so used to handling it i mm. also do believe if i firmly believe that ever since irfan khan enters the film mm. uh, he just becomes that third party mediator Hmm. between Deepika Padukone and uh, Amitabh Bachchan's characters which hmm. uh, and because he's a man so now you know that there's there's always a tilt maybe yeah. who knows if, if there were a, if there was a woman then maybe uh, she would have handled it differently but yes yeah. i think in in a few scenes especially because it is Irfan Khan who's a who's a man here uh, that Amitabh Bachchan's character does a lot of things that he does. He he listens mm. to him. He abides by a few tips and tricks that he suggests. Mm. So which I don't think would have been the case had there been a woman because we are we are always seeing how uh, Bhaskar's character is differently aligned when he's talking with the women. Yeah. who he is always shutting down yeah. uh, as people with low IQ because they are either mad or not or something of yeah. that sort. And uh, and with the men uh, who if not if not uh, sharing a camaraderie with them he in general has a place where he thinks he can listen to this person hmm. because they uh, gender but that happens after a very long time right because huh. with with irfan at least it, it happens, happens after yeah. yeah it does yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. but i think with irfan yeah, i think point. it's more uh, the way the film kind of positions it is he starts listening to him when he starts providing him solutions for constipation Yeah. I think that's the yeah. that's the <laughs> I connection. Think that's how, I think yes. that's how yes. I think that's how he makes himself much more of a valuable commodity in a way in that entire situation <laughs> which is yeah. like yeah. 
yeah. point of view which bhaskar can listen to because for some reason this guy with his homemade remedies is actually providing a solution to constipation yeah and it is his solution that in the end cures yeah. him which also means it <laughs> makes him die which is a very interesting which is a very of, wow that's a dark way to look at yeah like i mean it's a very weird thing like I, this time i was like is bhaskar or bhaskar's ultimate sacrifice of letting go basically like dying so that piku can like continue with her life or like that's like a very yes yes there's a there's again again i'm sorry to like interrupt no, no, no. you but no there's again a very very beautiful article i think it's yeah. published uh, in the print which hmm. talks about how bhaskar's death was essential for piku's freedom yeah so yeah and how that's a that's a like a string that is maintained through all sujit sir yeah. and i yeah. mean so, yeah and, and they, i think it's sorry go ahead amit I think in a, I think no, there is no. a I think there is a term in Bengali called pichuta. Can you repeat that? Sorry, your audio blanked out a little bit. I mean, there is a term in Bengali called pichuta, right? Okay. I think that's Explain kind of. Explain to me. No, pichuta <laughs> essentially means what she said: the string which is okay. tying and pulling her back. Got it. Got it. Got it. That's okay. what it literally is. It's, and yeah, yeah, kind of. It kind of makes sense in that regard. And it's also very interesting how it actively rejects the whole Freud thing about uh, marrying your or wanting to marry your own. Wanting father, to marry your own father, right? Yeah. Which kind of go because he, the, she then rejects the Chishu's and Gupta character who also it, exactly, has constipation. Exactly. Yeah. So, yes, and yeah. it's kind of like that entire revelation that he has constipation is kind of like forces <clears throat> her over the edge and makes her, you know, finally take that decision. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's like that yeah. constipation bit. She's like, "Oh my god, not again, <laughs> not again." <laughs> not again. Yeah. A different challenge this time. <laughs> I different challenge this time. I had enough of yeah. this. <laughs> yeah. I actually love love the final shot or like the love the final sequence where the uh, servant they're playing back. badminton and this the house help comes to uh, yeah. Into the yeah, which is also so that is also so realistic, right? Yeah. <laughs> Because I she mean, literally she said, said that. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. She said that. That's a yeah. nice callback. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> And also, I don't know. I think you might agree with me on this, Ahindu. It's like uh-huh. that point where you know you are saying that Irfan kind of comes to the rescue in that scene. I kind of read it as you know she's shutting herself off because, like you said, that she's also very used to dealing with him, right? But at that moment, she was. she has been in a i don't know 17 hour journey with so much interruptions so much breaks so many things happened in the middle and suddenly at this moment her father is you know literally instructing somebody to literally <laughs> drive backwards drive back. mm-hmm. i think after a point i think after a point she shut herself down because she did not know what to do otherwise it's like I, would she scream or sc- what what is she going to do is she scream going to scream or is she going to get out of the car <laughs> but i think it's also this also i notice more in this viewing and i've watched the movie i think more than four five times like but i watched yeah. it when it came uh, out like two three times itself so uh this time i think the irfan character is actually like he has the whole back story not a back story but a own story with his yeah, mother his and own sister story. right yeah yeah i yeah. think his shouting thing kind of comes from his frustration from his frustration from that yeah. also like i think yeah. that's like a well like that's how it's kind of justified i guess yeah that's how yes, that's yes. how i read it also that's how yeah. i also read it so like it's, it's less of a rescue more like 
this guy finally you know he's kind of like you know he's the mediator he's in this but he's kind of also like frustrated because at this point he has been driving for 17 hours yeah, but if he wants to get away also but he, he wants also to get like, away also yeah from his family right yeah so he like, also wants to get away but he also is like if i wanted to get away from my family I could have chosen a better option than this shit. <laughs> which is, which I mean, again, <laughs> shit and yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Literal okay. and figurative shit. Yes. <laughs> so, yes. so it's like, yeah. So that's how I read it as that entire frustration, that emotional blackmail and everything. I literally yeah. noted also that it kind of comes off as preachy, but I think it's more with Irfan's own delivery. He's so good at that scene. I mean, because... all three. Uh, what do you guys think of actually? Because I know that Amitabh Bachchan faced a little bit of criticism on his yeah, accent yeah, yeah. and char- slightly caricaturist portrayal. I actually, I, like, I don't know about the accent that strongly, but I know that I really enjoyed his performance in this. Even though I think it's the show stealers are like Irfan and I think Deepika Padukone is just flat out phenomenal in this. So, yeah. And this is a best performance, easy. Yeah. And also for Kara, yeah. I. But okay. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you that? Oh, not again, please. Not again. Please don't <laughs> no, bring so... this up. No, <laughs> yeah. no, no. I think uh, I, I personally, I, I liked it. I mean, mm. we are talking about uh, Bengalis living outside the state. Yeah, so it works. It comes it? Yeah, it, it comes very close to being that. So mm. I mean. Yeah, we can always talk about Bengalis living outside the state when we are talking about the namesake. But the the whole point of you know being the community that you are and and outside the state and it, I think it's pretty realistic. They also do not exactly have that precise uh, Bengali tone, which is mm-hmm. fine. I mean, yeah, that yeah. is the whole point because they do not live in the state anymore. Mm-hmm. And even then, I think Amit Amitabh Bachchan and Deepika Padukone have. very very believable accents very it's it's far i'm sorry to bring this up i am the person who's bringing it up now it's far far better than kartikari and saying coal and what not and call i did not bring up bulbulaiya to i did not bring yes, it up i'm sorry <laughs> i i i like how you guys are like this is like a stealth promotion in the way of like just dissing the film like you brought this film up which we never intended to bring up in this podcast ever but uh, sure sure i will i'll watch it now i've been no no no, 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 no please don't please don't please don't please don't jesus okay, fucking christ that movie <laughs> okay No, right. no, but so, uh, but yeah, that that is something. I think the the, the accent is very. It's very believable. I mean, it's better I, than. I, I like mean, it's it. better. I mean, it's better than Gurbalaya once Vidya Balan's accent. In, you know, Avi hmm. Monjulika. It's better than that. The Avi okay. Monjulika is Don't like. Try. What the hell? I'm not. Don't try. I'm not. Nobody's yeah, going. To. <laughs> Nobody's good, going. Good. To. <laughs> okay. I mean. I'll I'll use this as like a transition, I guess. But like it's basically, uh, I my final thought about this movie is always I love Anupam Roy's score, background score for this, and oh, yeah. music in general. Uh, the openings, I think it's Sarod. Sarod. I messaged you, right? It's a Sarod. It's a Sarod theme, yeah. So, yeah, it one it the way it's used in uh, the scene of the funeral is mesmerizing. I think it's yeah. used perfectly at the perfect moment when it. plays it's a heavier version i think of the theme that plays at that time and 
Hmm. Yeah, again, I can talk about like this film is very uh, special <laughs> to me. Yeah, like. I I also I also like how you know they actually tie it up with the fact that her mother was yes brought and during her funeral she was kept at that exact yeah. center. Yeah. yeah, and then her father is also kept there, and and yeah. Piku looking down at her father from the like father's yeah. co- corpse from yeah. the balcony is yeah. also. uh yeah it's it's also like horror it's it it, it kind Full of circle. comes in a moment yeah. where yeah kind of a kind of a moment yeah kind yeah. of a saying goodbye also in a way yeah. by you know respecting his yeah, it, it's also it's also a recreation of the moment mm. in a way which yeah. i think it's yeah it's yeah, it's fantastic i i yeah. love the film and the yeah. fact that yeah. you know we are discussing about what his final wishes would have been or what what she thinks would respect his wishes it's like we are so immersed into this world at this point that we we really want to follow them through mm. which is which is i ha- i hate to break i hate to break this but that is very hard to do but yeah i mean i think a lot of the lot of whatever this film is actually doing is hard to do like this could be a lot of things much this worse this could be a parody this could be a slapstick comedy yeah. making a slapstick comedy would be extremely easy uh for context much all the best which starts abhishek bachchan just so just abhishek bachchan yeah all the best there's a movie called all the best what's that's that movie that's the one with ajit devgan no 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 okay fine i mean again another <clears throat> one which you one of recommendations which is like a <laughs> terrible movie probably but you recommend. yeah no i am trying to make this a recommendation like how to not make a movie like peak it's got like it, it. what the anti peak would be like That's how I don't want that. that. I want. I just uh, want this. Uh, okay. Cool. No, yeah. but so, that's so my a, okay. Amar to shh. So my my let's not go into all the best. Yeah, my, yeah, yeah. My I would final, like to. My my, my closing. Yeah, of course yeah. you would like to. You're not even surprised at this point. But uh, I think I think um, my closing thoughts on the film is um, I like how this third person vision. in mm. this entire film and that is the it, it comes off as the director's case like mm-hmm. you you see the the I mean the camera is placed as the third person viewing the entire scene yeah but throughout the film we kind of see how piku is viewing other things yeah which is a little more actively done in the namesake mm-hmm. but uh here i think Uh, I mean, and that creates problems and also solves problems in the mm-hmm. namesake. But here, I think there's there's that curious thing of Piku looking at that entire scenario, which is why I really, really like that scene where uh, Bhaskar is in his room and he's dancing, oh, yeah. and and Piku mm-hmm. just just uh, she she sways to the rhythm of the music mm-hmm. and she goes to her room and she looks back one last time because yeah. it's her gaze on Bhaskar's character yeah. as well, which mm-hmm. I think is is brilliantly done. Uh, sorry guys not going to say anymore because now i have an idea for another recipe <laughs> sorry <laughs> no but i think i think it's a i think it's a it's a daughter's uh, gaze on the father which yeah. is it's that affectionate gaze it's that affectionate gaze right yeah. it's a lovely it's not scene always also. necessarily it's, hmm. it's not an, it's not necessarily always affection mm-hmm. but i like how her affection comes through in the slightest of moments and yeah. it's i appreciate the fact that the camera does 
focus on her in those moments i mean when she's serving the food and when she's eating at the dinner table where mm. bashkar is just going on about the going on and on about the low iq of the mother you can see her face it's it's stone yeah. cold she's she's yeah. maintaining that garb but in that moment that little scene where he he just gives in that you know it was bought by the wife she has right, she yeah. has a little smile at smile, the corner yeah. of her lips yeah i i love the nuance of of yeah. film or like scenes like these in this movie yeah. which and the editing also works and the editing also works right it's the perspective immediately yeah. shifting to pico and then shifting back and then it's like almost a kind of i i don't think yeah, i don't personally yeah i don't think it's the perspective quote unquote that shifts but it just the it's just how the camera immediately positions itself to give us how pico looks at it yeah yeah, yeah. which is interesting yeah, yeah. which is really interesting there's a couple of instances also where rana almost steps one too much to like yeah. to say something about bhaskar and he she is basically like you hold on a minute like basically you can't say that like you can't you have to have your, like i think you cannot overstep the boundary basically very protective yeah. in a way right so i mean which is I the also, whole i love i love yeah. that scene you know when they finally reach and they are in the building and suddenly bhaskar is like hey tum kahan ja raha hai to lo nahi jayega yahan par raat pe ruk ke ja and they both look at each other and they were like Where did that come from? Suddenly, <laughs> I yeah. love that bit. Then both surprised that Piku is like, I don't know. You figure it out, man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love I mean, that part. Yeah. That's. I mean, show. I think uh, yeah. Like, yeah. I, I honestly, if someone was like compiling a list of favorites of whatever past something, I think this might like top mine because like I I have a genuine like affection for this. So yeah, same. Yeah. Same. when you were about to ugly crying after watching this film <laughs> again so, on uh, yeah i can imagine though yeah yes i, I think that happened i think that, this, I think this that film almost took yeah, yeah i think that almost happened with me in the next movie we are going to discuss don't go so far that i cannot see you it's too little jump jump अरे बाबा द कैमरा इट इज ऑन द कार All this way no picture, huh? Kigori, we just have to remember it then, huh? Will you remember this day, Gogo? Andra, you want to start? I know you made five pages of notes. I will publish four. this. Four, 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 four. Yeah. four pages yeah, of notes, and that two pages on A5. That page is A5, so it's like eight pages stacked together. I have to promote the fact that we actually prepare for these episodes rather than just blabber about stuff. So, I actually have criticism for this film later on, but I will, I will get not, not in terms of the less in terms of the gay thing, more in terms of just. some embarrassing no no some embarrassing moments i'm surprised like i was shocked at the difference in quality between two sections of the film mm. uh but oh uh, yes yes yeah. there are several there's yeah. i think i think i have an inkling as to which parts you're talking about. yeah i think they're very clear i think which parts are very <laughs> yeah yeah <insanely> directed <laughs> anyways this film for whoever doesn't know about it is uh 
2006 film and the story or plot again i'm borrowing all these from imdb so credit credit that site for that one thing yeah because imdb uh, has been waiting for our credits <laughs> of course uh, this is basically american born gogol tell me if i'm pronouncing the name wrong so gogol Gogol, okay. American-born <laughs> Gogol, the son of Indian immigrants, wants to fit in among his fellow New Yorkers, despite his family's unwillingness to let go of the traditional <laughs> ways. Which kind is a good, decent synopsis. I feel though it's not just Gogol's perspective, and in fact, the it's film is Gogol and great. Ashima's perspective. Yeah, the film is, to me is the film is not great when it's. just on gogol's perspective i think it's the best mm-hmm. when it's on ashima's perspective so yeah yes uh, anyone wants to expand on that because <laughs> i just no, so, so i think i think what we what we what i must begin by talking about is how the book is written here because mm-hmm. it's important it's important yeah. in this context because the book has clear division of sections i'm regretting mm-hmm. not sitting with the book and see it here but uh, the Get book up has and bring the book clear, from the library Yes, that is something. This is this is a curious thing that happens in the book. Okay, mm-hmm. so when you are when you are reading the book, you realize that you begin by the, there's there's always a shift of perspective because mm-hmm. at one point you are looking at the entire marriage scenario with Ashok Ganguly from Ashima's mm-hmm. perspective. Then there's that entire part where Ashok is going through the. accident that happens with him mm-hmm. so then you have ashok's perspective which is uh, what this film begins with, which yeah. is a nice caricature i think yeah. um then you have gogol's perspective mm-hmm. now there are three different sections in this book mm-hmm. <clears throat> and uh they both ashima and ashok's perspective kind of come together in gogol's perspective of the of the how the story progresses okay but again that's just a curious rumor lahiri thing and mm-hmm. and there are other other aspects wait so, so can i can i but, just clarify uh, mm-hmm. so the so all of them follow chronologically in the novel or how how does it progress like uh, the perspectives thing uh, so so not uh, necessarily because okay. uh, this entire this entire incident with ashok happened Earlier, earlier, yeah. But then that is only revealed later, and yeah. I think the film, I think the book directly begins with. Since I have the book here, the book mm. directly begins with. Um, yeah, on a on a sticky August evening, two weeks before her due date, Ashima Ganguly stands in the kitchen of a Central Square apartment, combining Rice Krispies and planters, mm. peanuts, and chopped red onion in a bowl, which we get yeah. to see in the which film. Which we get to see. Yeah. So that yeah. is yeah. So this is this okay. is the which first is like line the of the weirdest book. combination ever. I mean, it's bhel. <laughs> yeah, it's basically bhel. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but but that's what she has. <laughs> yeah, 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 it's fine. So, <laughs> I mean, I'm, it's I'm, like her. It's, it's like, like, like her, weird combination. It's like her alternative for jhuli baja or some moody jhalu. Yeah, but but I think I think uh, what this I I sorry sorry for the digression, but I just no. realized that this book has a. Motion picture cover. I need to change uh, the. I need to get myself a different name. You, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> sorry. This is the purest, like the book purest thing. Is it a book cover purest thing? 
different sections in in chumbalayi's book hmm. what meera nair does in this uh, film is that she brings these sections together to make a coherent two hour long two hour something minutes long mm-hmm. film two hours which it's is hours. necessary yeah okay so it's uh, so it's necessary but that also doesn't help the movie in a number of ways especially mm-hmm. in that entire gogol part where mm-hmm. uh, it it's just very sudden shift of perspective yep. and that is something that i personally think i'm not comfortable with uh, in yep. the film because it's so beautiful in oshima's part mm-hmm. and um i really like how meera nair gazes at oshima it's mm-hmm. beautiful yeah. i think it's absolutely beautiful and it stands out especially because like we were talking about the beginning of piku mm-hmm. in uh, in in the namesake it it so happens that when uh, when oshima comes back from her singing class and mm-hmm. and she's getting dressed so there's a yeah. there's a getting dressed scene yeah. here as well she's getting dressed and she is being looked at by a young, young. younger Girl. uh daughter like yeah. like rini rini is rini mm. is looking at her mm. and she is getting dressed and after she gets dressed uh, nair doesn't exactly focus on the entire fact that tabu is now dressed for her being looked at by yeah. uh, the people from the groom's side of the family who have come mm-hmm. instead she she walks and we are we see how there's a conversation playing in the background and mm-hmm. she is focused on stepping into the shoes of the mm-hmm. of the husband which yep. is the first thing that gives her agency in this marriage yep. because while people have come to uh, like conform her marriage with mm-hmm. with a guy she's the one who's actually really testing it yeah. right there because she is yeah. slipping her like feet into the hus- into the guy's shoes and she stands in a not so quote unquote feminine way mm-hmm. she she tries to strut a pose which mm-hmm. is a masculine pose and and the camera just looks at her straight i mean she's yeah. right there she she has the central part of the entire frame mm-hmm. and what happens afterwards is is more beautiful for me because here is a woman who's standing uh, in front of her would be in laws and her parents and she is reciting uh, the daffodils, daffodils by yeah. wordsworth yeah, daffodils by wordsworth and uh, yeah thank you so <laughs> yeah. the daffodils by yeah i mean it's my favorite by, poem i can't help but okay <laughs> wow so basic so basic. i never <laughs> said i wasn't so, i i always say that i'm a basic bitch around i never said i wasn't so, yes but still very basic so um, <laughs> literature so student calling me basic boo <laughs> 
whenever we are talking about oshima and oshima is in conversation with somebody else the camera is always projected on oshima's face so whoever mm-hmm. is talking with oshima has her has his or her back to the camera mm-hmm. so we always get to see oshima's reactions mm-hmm. to the entire situation the conversation we hear her speak and we see her speak at the same mm-hmm. time which i think is is very nice because one of the main aspects of the female gaze um, in general is how much you bring the nuance of the emotions into mm-hmm. cinema itself yep. instead of instead of fetishizing the woman of yeah, course you, yeah. you bring out the real aspects and and one of the first scenes that beautifully beautifully does it is um, that scene where ashok is angry with oshima for yeah. taking the uh, taking out the cleaning, cleaning uh, yeah. and then yeah and then she then she walks inside the washroom and she's crying and mm. he's he's trying he tells her that it's it's, it's his mistake and the door yeah. opens and while we are all looking at oshima oshima still yeah. has her act on so she's mm-hmm. just still angry she's still sad about it mm-hmm. and you only get to see her face and how her face like the contour of her face changes mm-hmm. as uh, that entire thing proceeds i think i think it's it's beautiful and yeah. i think yeah. in a way i think in a way just Mira let you guys Nair speak in a little bit <laughs> yeah i think i think miranair is very interested in her aspect the most right because that's where i think she gave the most care hmm I, I mean even with Ashok's perspective I think yeah, it's, yeah. it's I think fairly yeah I think those two perspectives I think those two perspectives she is the most interested in hmm. that is those two are the most carefully done parts of the movie we yeah carefully constructed parts of the movie yeah it's also fascinating that all of the portions where you know portions of the city are all shown through you know shown through the windows shown through the bars especially yeah. in the first part because she is inside she is inside the house or she or she goes out so and she talks it's basically her gaze yeah it's yeah. her gaze yeah so it's it's her gaze yeah. at the that the new landscape that she's facing which is also very interesting because we are seeing winter yes yeah. it's her state of mind mm. yeah so yeah. i mean i i one of my favorite sequences is uh, the one with the pregnancy where it goes into mm-hmm. memories like it beautifully very i think it is it the brooklyn bridge that doubles as the havra bridge which like they look out and it almost seems like it's changed it seems location like it. it seems like it. it's a brooklyn bridge i think yeah. it's like a it's where the bridge basically i mean you just a, i mean you just went to the goddamn city yeah, yeah but like i can't it's in cambridge it's in cambridge massachusetts 
So yeah. whichever bridges. No, it's not that bridge. then. But regardless, it doubles for the. For <laughs> you went to the fucking <clears throat> city. How do you not recognize the bridge? <laughs> because there are bridges How that I... have similar uh, uh, architecture. Oh, like okay. you see a part yeah. of the bridge, you don't see the whole bridge. Like it's yeah, like just... that's true, but still. <laughs> Huh, yeah. But I'm not an architectural expert or like a monument expert. I'm I, I want to be a film expert. Also, also, uh, <laughs> also, correct me if I'm wrong. I, it's like, isn't isn't a home inside North Kolkata or something? I mean, that entire yeah, locality. It, it looks it looks like North Kolkata, right? Yeah, that's yeah. what it felt like. Yeah, anyway, so continue. Think, I, continue. I'm not ready to talk about the beard. Okay. Yeah, no, I think that. So I think that the film does that a couple of times. I think the whole, uh, you know, this idea of memories coming into play at some point in time, and and I think uh, as you said, like as a fantastic director at those. I mean, at, at a number of sequences, but even at evoking like memories of place of time and place that maybe. uh oshima and uh, ashok both i think mo- mostly oshima at least wants to <laughs> has a deep affection for deeply cares for and i think the idea of kolkata itself is strongly linked to her by, because by the end in many senses though the film actually says by the end that she has equal affection for this place as an america uh, as, as well i think that uh, that ability to like evoke time and place was the thing that that captured my attention the most and i think as you said about the oshima character the most focus portion of the film i think and the strongest is on their relationship and how that evolves and sort of goes uh, one of the more beautiful by... aspects of this movie is the transition points in the airports oh you yeah know, those advertisers yes, those yes 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 brightly colored advertisers which shifts and then you know yeah it's like it's like every time the camera shifts then you see that then they're in the other airport and then mm. when she gets back in the other airport it's like yeah she's cutting out the part you know where the stock footage of the plane goes and the plane lands yep. out that stock footage is removed mm. yeah yeah very like also, so i had a i had a couple of more couple of more observations uh, mm-hmm. right again from the from, from the first part itself so yep. we were we were mentioning this entire idea entire freudian idea when we were talking about malvi right about mm-hmm. about the scopophilia like the like the pleasure of viewing mm-hmm. of looking yeah. at something something yeah. and uh, in in this end, in this first scene where mm-hmm. the groom side of the family has come to for for oshima's hand in marriage there's also this curious thing that happens which i which i really admired after i had finished watching the film mm-hmm. is that um while she is the object of scopophilia of mm-hmm. the audience which is gathered in the drawing room of oshima's yeah. house the camera doesn't face her at all times the camera is making us look at the faces yeah. of the people in the room yeah. which is a curious way to uh, something to give no no it it is it is it's basically uh, no no it's you're completely right i think it's very much uh, not aligning itself at least with with the people who are looking very much uh, like like that singular male perspective it's giving you multiple inverting the case yeah inverting okay yeah yeah so there's there's one that and two because you were mentioning airports i i just mm. wanted to bring this up because it was it's a very small little thing but i think it's it's very pertinent it's because um 
there's this uh, one scene where they are first leaving for america where they are newly married and they have the garland around their neck and they are just leaving mm-hmm. for america and that entire like party of people stand at the airport bidding them goodbye but there's only one person whom the camera actually focuses on in that entire troop who's more emotive than the rest which is oshima's mother and it's beautifully done because mm-hmm. that is a woman capturing a woman's mm-hmm. affection mm-hmm. everybody is bidding goodbye but you see that little hint of motherly sentiment here which i think is finely done i mean yeah. in, to, to imagine that you know you're you're uh, gazing through an entire party who's mm. all of them are bidding goodbye to the new wedding yeah. couple but it it just just spend a couple of seconds on oshima's mother herself yeah, yeah and i think she's it's how they also say goodbyes right because that moment where you know they are bidding their family goodbye is also like from a aesthetic or from a structural standpoint is very similar to when you know oshima finally bids osho goodbye when he's finally leaving to ohio remember that scene it's the same the, shot from the car from the no no from, from the airport from the airport no, 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 from the airport, the airport. Okay, okay, the, okay it's the same okay. shot hmm. it's literally that same shot it's okay yeah and it's yeah. like it's emoting like people moving from one part of their journey to the next part of their journey in a way and bidding somebody mm. goodbye in as <clears throat> in as detached a way as you can possibly get yeah, from I a mean, filmmaking standpoint not from yeah. a narrative yeah, yeah. from a filmmaking standpoint as detached as you can possibly get yeah i don't know it struck me as interesting anyway no. yeah no i think no, that's, uh, that's nice i mean what, the counterpoint to that is the the final uh, the what's the character's name i'm forgetting uh, the wife of koshumi yes moshumi her introduction struck me as particularly weird ah, we were talking about that <laughs> we were talking about that. no so 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 it's it's interesting why i was telling this to amor to earlier yeah. that um, it's it's interesting because this is where you realize that the gaze has completely shifted i mean mm. when uh, moshumi like the the older moshumi mm-hmm. is being uh, is being shown to us you suddenly see her sexualized because, because you are looking at the uh, you are looking at her nape uh, nape of the neck and you are looking at her fingers holding the cigarette and her yeah. eyes and her lips which are yeah. uh, which does fetishize the woman and now this is uh, gogol's perspective, gogol's perspective. yeah he's he's attracted to the woman so now mm. he's looking at uh, her a in female, a similar a way a female doing a version of this <clears throat> Yes, yes yes which is which is a very which is a very nice politics of case in the film yeah, yeah. That, that that's really nice it's yeah. also a nice exercise <laughs> yeah I mean, it's a very weird. Like, I found all the portions, though, like with them, and maybe not even just from the female uh, gaze, female and male gaze, but even like some of the touches, their quote unquote Sahagrat sequence. Oh, that! Very weird. Oh, that! Like, that like, is, yeah, very like westernized version of an Indian. That's play acting. That's like play acting. No, no, I know yeah. play acting, but just like you know the Bollywoodized version, like great, like what's the best exotic marigold hotel would do something like that. Like, oh I, shit! Wow, that's how movie feel, to call back to. No, no, but it's that kind of western perspective. It sometimes it gets into that. Like, I, I was very like strangely weirded out in that some of the sections where I was like, really, like why would we choose that? framing of that scene or whatever like i was very uh, especially the you know. especially the song 
Yeah. What yeah. song was it? Like, was it even a popular song, or was it just like? Uh, Must have been no. a seventies or eighties song. Honestly, 70s, 80s, I don't so know, neither. but I I remember listening to it in context of this film only. Yeah, and I mean, I I'm I'm not sure what you guys think of Cal Penn's performance, or maybe I was like, I I'm probably harsher on it. I just didn't. Hey dad, hey dad, I'm the angsty bloody team. I mean, it's hey not just his performance. To be honest, it's to do with. uh the writing and direction and like i don't think they his portion just gets enough screen time uh and then it rushes through just, a lot which of which is the... funny you know because because gogol gets such an important part in the book hmm. which is why i think the it's it it doesn't it suddenly becomes a not so faithful uh hmm. adaptation when it comes to gogol's portion because hmm. then it's very half hearted yeah. but gogol that's the whole point the... right That's the whole point, right? Yeah. That's what I meant. Uh, Mira Nair is not interested in the Google portions. But it's a critical it, it part. Almost, yeah, but like, she's yeah. not interested. That's what I meant. It's like yeah. the it, effort is. It not really there. is one of the. It really is one of the better portions that should have like that. Should have been shown with much upon. Yeah. Mm. yeah, it with more with a lot more care, I think, and mm. and I mean. the the entire adaptation bit also gets a little um, rocky uh, mm. on the road because uh, then you kind of see gogol i mean in the book a lot of things this entire maxine but mm-hmm. is also something that's that's very beautifully done in the book very rushed in that, the movie honestly uh, yeah. Very yes, because because I I personally think she just spent a lot of time doing the Oshima and the Google the Oshima and the Oshokanguli bit, yeah. so kind of got yeah, lost I, in that. I think that's the whole point why the film also feels much more traditionalist in in mm. that sense. Like I think rooted to that idea of. Like it reminded me of Tokyo Story. I don't know if people have seen that, but like that, yeah. Was you know in, what? I can understand sense. that. Yeah. Yeah. Or, you like, know, you should have reminded you of Bagban. Ah, वो ही बागबान, वो ही same yeah, same same. Because बागबान and Tokyo Story same. It's the same thing. It's just tonality yeah, it's is like on a different thing. level. Yeah. Tokyo Story so, with it, melodrama is equal to bagbana. Basically, basically, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, so I mean, when I saw Gogol's character for the first time as he's grown up, I was like, what a prick! Like I was just like, that's the first <laughs> thought that I was like. Get yourself like a. There's that unsympathetic nature, like at least from yeah, my side. I was like, yeah. get your act together, man. Like I mean, but, a, but that's why. But that's why I can't talk much about this movie. <laughs> but no, I was really I I my sympathies and my attention lied too much towards the Oshima and uh, yeah. Ashok Ashok side, and I think that's what kind of rubbed me the a little bit the wrong way, but. Like again, we we talked about Piku before this, and I think that does a remarkable job of you know juggling this idea of modernity and tradition in some ways that is inherent in every character, in some senses. And I think this leans a little too hard on the uh, traditions, which is fine. Like I mean, I there's lovely things in the film, not think, least the two performances by Irfan and. I think as much as I think as much as you know, I don't. I mean. I don't think I have too much of a judgment of Galpin's character. I think mm. his portrayal is fine, but you know the fact that he's acting like a prick and everything. Why I did not want to talk too much about the movie is because I don't know the fact that when he finally you know goes on the bed, goes on the mm. empty bed when Ashok finally dies and just yeah. cries and says sorry. Yeah. That's yeah. like I don't know. That's a bit. That's both universal and that's also very 
I that's also very personal yeah. in a way because yeah that's what that's what it is right because mm. you finally got a moment to connect with that person yeah as little as it is as yeah harsh as is this you finally yeah. got a moment where your father a person who i'm pretty sure wasn't that close with him yeah because many indian parents aren't so yeah. it's like i don't think he was that close with uh, you know gogol so mm-hmm. because this is adulthood mm. ashok must have felt comfortable enough to finally tell a secret yeah. which he was not super very yeah. you know excited about and yeah that was the mm. one time you got the connection and well, it was too and, late sort of like that right? yeah but it's too late yeah. and honestly honestly that's way more relatable than even I mm. can stay because yeah, yeah. it yeah, just I mean it just hurts for a minute yeah and that's why I don't think I can fault Gogol's mm. half-hearted nature of the character art because the mm. second part of it of ending you know finally discovering that book it's not mm. that it's not that he's getting the namesake it's not that he's finally discovering the namesake the discovery mm. of his namesake isn't important the discovery of his father finally. He, of his father's view of the importance of Gogol, and that's why yeah. you know supplanting the name to him. Yeah, that's more important because yeah. because at this point, after a point when a person leaves you, you mm. search for any sort of crumble crumbs or any sort of you know moments yeah. which can you know make you live through vicariously because you yeah. want to because you want to experience that life, but you want to experience that life when the man is alive, and now that yeah. now that guy is not there. Yeah. So yeah, when no, that I mean, guy is not there, you are going to search for you know secondary options and yeah. That's no, I mean whatever you're describing is incredibly powerful, and I think the film, I think personally, rushes through a lot of it. Like yeah, I think yeah, it does. Then, it does. It does. Which is my problem with it. I think, we, but that's, uh, I think, yeah. I mean whatever you're saying. I think it's very is, hard for me. I think it's very hard for me to maintain objectivity during. Those no, no, I understand that totally. I understand. But, that. I mean, but, again, the personal but, connection. of films like of any film i think trumps anything uh, yeah but if i a, yeah. if i even try to look at it remotely objectively yeah those parts are that bit rushed yeah yeah but, but i think how long is the book uh andrela wait let me see um it's 291 pages okay so it's like Okay, I mean, I I thought it's probably going to be even bigger because I think that's a decent fa- length. That's a no, decent. No, like I I thought it's going to be like it felt like it's going to because I think it has to compress a lot, right, in the film itself. And I thought there are films which kind of handle the passage of time a little better. And I think if that was handled better, you can you can see a flow through uh you know a lot of these elements kind of falling into place. But again, it's I'm not. I'm not even going to complain much because I actually like the film quite a bit. So, yeah. and you guys say that a suitable boy is white, not white. I was about to say white trash. Is it white trash? Uh, it's Or not white. white tra- it's not white trash. It's trash. Okay, I have not heard the best of things about it. So yeah, I, I can only I'm, say I'm not I can judge only... it yet. I haven't read the book. Okay. I can only say after watching the mini series that I am glad that the namesake exists as a movie. Oh, that's why you were dreading watching it, right? I think. Who <coughs> me? 
Yeah. No, I was dreading watching it for an entirely separate. Oh, for uh, for the emotional side of stuff. Okay, got it. Yeah. Got it. Got it. Got it. Right. Okay. Uh, and also because and yeah, the suitable boy part played a hand because I am hmm. not a fan of that show at all. Yes. Yeah. It just. Yeah, it's yeah, just not... fluff. That show felt like fluff. Oh, so was, well, this yeah. is not fluff. No, was, this so... is not fluff. Not yeah. by a long shot. Yeah. Any words on the performances before we close out? Of what... course. Uh, yeah. I mean. I mean the two performances of uh, Irfan and Tabu. We've. I mean, yeah. I. I mean, I don't know what. What. What will I say about Irfan Khan in this? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, what, what will what you say? What, say what is more left to say about Irfan in general? I think there's lots to lots actually left to say, but I think it's hard think to I, describe I think, how I think good I wrote, he is. I think I wrote but, it. I think I wrote it. Hmm. I think I think that's the best way I can describe it. Like, I think fathers are not the same for anybody. Hmm. I mean, the concept of fatherhood might be kind of sort of the same for majority of people, but it's hmm. like. It's not the same for everyone, but I think Irfan kind of Irfan's portrayal of Ashok Ganguly kind of captured my concept of fatherhood. Got it. Yeah. Because that's the person I have yeah. seen. Got it. Yeah. I mean, and, I've... Maybe, and maybe that's why the movie hurt me a lot more. I hmm. guess because yeah. Yeah. Especially hmm. that last line, and of course, it's the double whammy, right? Because hmm. Irfan's not here anymore, and it, yeah. it's like. God damn! Yeah, yeah. No, and totally. of course, and of course, Tabu. I mean, hmm. what else is there to say about her? It's like, yeah, man. She's in Bulbula year two. She's in Bulbula year two. <laughs> the best way to give a quota. She's in Bulbula year two. Yeah. And Apparently, she good. Sit in that fucking movie. Right? Yeah, so, yeah. yeah. Anything else, guys? I'm going to close it out. I think we've ran for a fair amount of time. I, I've not kept uh, check of time, but but it's it's yeah, it's quite late. <laughs> yeah, uh, um, it's yeah, late. I just think. <laughs> I mean, not for world. not for you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, no, so uh, closing thoughts would just be. Um, I don't know. I I really like the film. I really really like filming. I love the. I love the nuance of the entire Oshok and Oshima part. Mm-hmm. My my favorite scenes definitely are the scenes where he is in Ohio. Sorry, he's yeah. in he's yeah he's in Cleveland. Yeah. He's in yeah. Cleveland and uh, and he he actually has the attack and yeah. and how Tabu it, deals with it. I mean, yeah. Oshima that deals entire, with it. Right? That entire phone conversation breaks my heart. It just it's it's not the conversation alone, you know. When you actually and uh, this is this is what I always talk about when I talk about adaptations. But we are not talking about adaptations. But it's 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 true that uh, the book actually describes the things that Tabu does. So it actually describes that she suddenly starts feeling a degree uh, like she suddenly thinks that the temperature in the room uh, has dropped which is why she needs to cover her cover herself mm-hmm. uh, how that acts as a double to the exact moment when she wakes up on her first morning in america mm-hmm. is also it's it, the parallel yeah. is striking especially yeah. in the film because it is the exact same way in which she drapes yeah. the uh, yeah. atrial around herself yeah right yeah. so the, like the pallu around herself yeah. Yeah. so and both of um, the times are in winter which is like yeah yeah 
So, yeah. So, yeah. so, so, so that's see that see yeah see so yeah. that's that's fantastically done and uh, I, I just think this this entire this entire space that Miranair creates for Oshima to have a say in the in the film, which hmm. otherwise is actually entirely supposed to be about Google's character, hmm. is sorry, is really nice. Yeah. It is really, really nice because yeah. um, it, it's also refreshing. It's refreshing mm-hmm. for a 2006 perspective. Yeah. We, are, mm-hmm. we are at least at that point of time not really used to seeing uh, a homemaker, a mother uh, who's, who's just going after the, the children have mm-hmm. that much of a say in the narrative. Mm-hmm. But uh, Lahiri's book does. And I'm glad that uh, Meera Nair he allows yes. allows I think the writer is uh, Suni uh, Tarpurwala. Tarpur, Tarpurwala. Tarpurwala. Yeah. So yeah. I think she yeah yeah she also, yeah 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 she's the one she's the one who also I am also yeah. I was glad about another thing that post 9-11 movie and yeah. it doesn't really deal with any of that which is is it set also when is it like the modern day stuff is set up modern day stuff okay. post post yeah post okay. so I mean do you think Okay, I mean it has a lot of other things on its mind. No, but but that. like it's most a, it's movies, a huge timeline. Honestly. Yeah, but like most movies, yeah, but like most movies said during post nine eleven. Yeah, filmmakers make it a point to somehow I bring mean, it up. I would think that it, it is a point. <laughs> like I mean, I know own. it's a point, but yeah. it's like sometimes, sometimes I, sometimes I'm glad, you know. That Got it. It's fine, yeah. you know. You don't I mean, you you just point. have to go back and see my name is Khan. That makes a point. Very strong. That's not a point. That's not a point. That's a full full paint job on a wall. That's not yeah. a point. <laughs> exactly. You don't like the movie also. So who cares? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I don't like it. Imagine. Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, and you are the current show. Fucking hell. Yes. Yeah. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, that's that, that's a topic we have already discussed. Oh, yeah. Uh, so, you don't... Definitely a revoked one-on-one. Jesus. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. <laughs> we could have ended it on a better note, but sure. Uh, but, <laughs> no, no. But, uh, yeah. yeah uh, so, Dhruv, your thoughts. I mean, so, let's, let's close it off with... Um, I think a, like a better conclusion to this entire episode where we have digressed a lot and we have talked about emotions. I mean, and, I can, yeah, I'll uh, edit it. That's some of yeah. the digressions. Yeah. Yes. No, 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 it's, yeah. no it, it's fine. It's fine. We, yeah. we have talked a lot about emotions. We have talked a lot about yeah. uh, the characters that are played and everything. Uh, do you think um, the male gaze justifies Piku's character in Piku? And do you think uh, Mira Nair's gaze in any way um, affects Gogol's character in the namesake? Uh, I mean, it's interesting. I mean, I think the first part, which is, what was the first, The was it Shujit Sarkar's gaze that you were talking yeah, about? Yeah, yeah. Uh, not, I don't think so. I think in many ways, whenever I've uh, talked about Piku, I've, or whenever I've praised it also, it's strangely one of the few films where I've felt it's more of a writer's film than a director's Yeah, it's film. a Juhi Chaturvedi film. Yeah, it feels more of a Juhi Chaturvedi film for some reason. And I think, but that's not taking away anything from Sujit Sarkar. I think there's a special thing in capturing these subject matters where I think he respects the writing too much uh, also. 
in the sense that he prioritizes it his direction isn't flashy in any sense and like you know it doesn't digress i think mostly from we we've talked about the jewelry promotion bits a little bit but like apart from that it doesn't have like that you know it feels very weird to say something is not stylishly directed or like is not uh, has no, doesn't have like a auteur stamp but i think sometimes you don't need that style sometimes to all, overwhelm the right all you need is a good story something i think yeah need. and i think that's why i've never felt his his i guess presence impede the writing as such in uh, piku in i'm again i'm not I, for me the in the case of the namesake it's less about gogol it's more about how she frames hmm. ashok and i think ashok is the one who feels the most um uh, I don't know like I don't want to keep on going to the uh, keep on going back to sort of you know sensitive men being pro- portrayed by women in a better way but it is often the case where the fragileness of masculinity is often explored better through a female gaze I think I there, there are international examples I can like I'll put out some sometime else but like in this case I think especially uh, I'm guessing it's also to do with the writing in the novel but like I think he's and performance also of irfan but i think it's just you know gestures of again looking looking in a way which is affectionate rather than you know that that sexualized objectification yeah. of a gaze that that that's there i think it's also in the sacrifices he makes which is not a like it's not a sacrifice but you know what you expect in that era i think you know where he's like uh i wish you came with me to cleveland and then he's like chalo which which could also mean that chalo like mere saath chalo udhar but like she comes to the airport just to say goodbye and i think that that you know that really uh, touching element of two people uh, understanding each other and the male character in that sense being one who can accommodate or like you know who can't, who doesn't have to assert in in some way i think that that comes through in the writing i think also like again in that sense but even in the framing and the of way course the chemistry framed. and of course yeah, the chemistry yeah 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 so very much yeah go ahead i think i think female gaze in general is something that is more accommodated like you were talking mm-hmm. about and it can focus on the multiple perspectives of the multiple yeah. protagonists that are present yeah. in a film and which is why it's it's necessary it's necessary at this point in uh, commercial bollywood cinema it's necessary mm-hmm. at this point in in say a marvel cinematic universe or yeah. like a batman universe I'm, i'm sorry i might get all these all all these like universes wrong but, I mean, but everyone's confused everyone, uh, multiverse yeah, yeah multiverse <laughs> now it's not a universe <laughs> but but it's important it's it's important because of where we are situated in history as well yeah. which is why i think uh, this conversation is important this conversation mm-hmm. about the the female gaze and how it affects the protagonists in popular movies is yep. important because we need to talk about when we need to try to at least as an audience actively look away from how a hero's journey is portrayed this Absolutely. is yep. no longer ulysses we are no longer <laughs> at the homer era we have moved far beyond i'm sorry i'm reading a book yep. uh, so <laughs> we have we have moved we have moved from there yep. and uh, i think the, the whole idea of 
of cinema somewhere or or to protagonist should also somewhere be to relate with the um, with the audience by cultivating compassion yeah and and compassion is a is a beautiful thing to to uh, i mean to irrigate yeah. and yeah. yeah i mean it's it's a it's a beautiful thing to just just bring to flourish uh, mm-hmm. when when you walk out of a theater not going oh my god you look at this you look at this person because it was so hot and instead you just yeah. you know you, you, you just see how this how this person really dealt with the situation yeah. the nuance of it i mean or did you see how much the as, person is just nice i mean yeah, yeah how much it's just yeah it's which is why i'm sorry for bringing this in and here but chacha real smooth stands out because This, this, it's okay, not this about somebody being hot and cold. Okay, okay, okay. So you both are fans, I'm guessing. Yeah. Okay, good. Okay. Yeah. No, I, I mean, I, I don't, I don't know if I'm a fan, fan, but okay. Chacha Real Smooth felt really nice to watch because yes. you're talking about genuine things. Yeah, yeah, got it. Yeah, and it's which is which is what yeah. that to me is always Paddington. for some reason like paddington star movie uh-huh. for me yeah like the right. whole kindness right. overload i need from paddington but and i like, just but yeah. but again you will admit you will agree to it compassion is very hard to portray also yeah. of course of course it is very hard you about i said compassion is very hard to portray jesus christ uh yeah it is yeah. Mm. i mentioned jesus christ in the same sentence so What make make of that whatever you will. I mean, if it's. Uh, I mean, to be fair, look at I mean, all the adaptations of the Bible. Amen. <laughs> okay, that that seems like a good good note to to finish on. Yeah. I think. Uh, so yes, thank you, thank you for listening. If you want to follow Amartya, you can follow him at Amartya twenty five on. Instagram. You can follow him everywhere. and and his we 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 always put all the, his handles in the description below so you can follow him i think he wants you to follow him the most on letterbox right that's I where guess, he yeah. the most uh, occasionally uh, ahindrala uh, yeah by occasionally follow... if you think every day every day yes yeah <laughs> uh, for ahindrala you can follow her on twitter at uh, at ahindrala_g and uh, her other profiles are private so she doesn't want to भूलभुलैया <laughs> 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 at all and if you want to follow me again okay, i should read that i did not bring that movie up do <laughs> yeah uh, i did, you, I did. Yeah. for all the right reasons come on yeah nobody cares is bhulbhulaiya to <laughs> okay khatam <laughs> okay Oof. done